At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome to Frost, the On My Block podcast. Your host, Packers all-time leading rusher, Amon Green. I'm a one of his uh, humble henchmen, Mike Wall. Right there. There you are. Amon, how are you today? I'm good, man. How you doing, Mike? I'm good, brother. So <clears throat> we got uh, we got a couple things to talk about here. The, uh, the Bengals are having a joint practice yeah. with the Green Bay Packers. We, we'll get into that a little bit later because you and I never got to the uh, joint – at least – I didn't get to experience the joy of a joint practice, uh, at least as a player. I had to do it as a coach a couple of times. Didn't we do Buffalo? Oh, no, was that? No, that was well. So gone. Bill Belichick figured this figured this cheat code out a couple of years after I left Green Bay. Oh, okay. He figured out he could get live drills with uh, his team versus another team because right. he didn't like the preseason, the way it was playing out. It's even more relevant now, obviously. But before we get into that, Bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, esports, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games. Available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get into the action. Remember, you just promo code believe that's B L A V for your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, I'm on where the game starts and you know, like we we're just talking about like we never had or i never had joint practices so maybe you, did you have did you have a couple i had so after you left i didn't realize you were gone man uh oh, thank buffalo you. buffalo i figured you were there taking guys off heads off because i know playing against what? other players they came to us for preseason mm-hmm. and then they stayed safe the state that we go so that might have been was that your second time with the packers though maybe because it was i feel like that didn't happen no. until later on no it was this was if that was 2005 it sure as hell didn't help you guys it, it, you know it was either no it was it was four or i thought it was oh two it definitely wasn't four or two bro i was there okay i know that's why i'm like wait a minute i, I don't remember i i think listen i i think that you're having fond memories of something that didn't happen on the same timeline because Dude, I, i'm pretty sure we could go check but i'm pretty sure that we uh, had a i know point. i never had one and i'm pretty sure that they they wouldn't they didn't even become in vogue I'm I'm 99% sure that Bill Belichick's the guy who got this all started. So I had one in Green Bay. It mm-hmm. was it was the Bills. Or no. Oh, here yeah, we it go. Was, it was Bills. It was the and Bills, then, yeah. And then it was the uh, it was the Chicago Bills. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. when I went to Houston, we did uh the Saints. Mm-hmm. So that was an easy drive, eight hours to New Orleans. And then I think that's it. So I had two joint practices in uh, my career. So, so and it was interesting, and it was interesting. I'll say the least. 
So Jamar <laughs> Chase, yeah, and they've kind of evolved, right? And right. It's really the the joint practice is really kind of a proxy. And I've done and I've done it as a coach in high school. We've done that with multiple high schools. So yeah. So yeah, now on the West Coast, at least in high school, what what they do is they have a camp, and everybody will yeah. go to a certain place and just play live football the entire time. That's what they did here in Wisconsin. It's called yeah. a jam. They did a jamboree mm-hmm. when I was coaching in Milwaukee at Oak Creek, and that jamboree it was just basically scrimmages going on everywhere against against it was 12 we were one of 12 teams there at, a, at about five football fields um going on at the same time so the so jamar chase came out and said hey listen something to the effect of hey basically i don't care if joe joe burrow plays until you know whenever he's ready because he's, he's so valuable to their team right but it does it does kind of i don't know, maybe put a damper on when you when you get a joint practice and you you practice against the bills or excuse me the Bengals. now you got me saying it yeah. the Bengals are are a good defense, no doubt about it. Very good defense. But, but the reason that you bring in the Bengals is because they have they the better team. They're a they good have team. The, they have the three wide receivers, and and, yep. they, and they have they have what I consider the second best quarterback in the league, and Joe Burrow. And they got good um, running backs. Uh, Mixon, Mixon, really good. They, you know, they've, I mean, they've got they've listen. They got dudes. They they've mm-hmm. they've picked up offensive linemen over the last couple of years. They're still not very good at that position, but they're yeah, getting they're better. getting slowly getting better. But I guess. It takes a little shine off it because Burrow won't be playing. You don't have that Burrow love comparison that uh, wouldn't be fair to love, but it would be interesting to see. Uh, I do have a, and you know, obviously, when you talk about Jerry Alexander and all these different guys that on, on defense that want to show out, it's always it's like, well, I mean, listen, when Doug Peterson came into the game, we, we weren't like, oh, we're we're still, you know, we still thought we were good, but we know we're right. not quite as good as we used to be, right? Correct. But if if you're a head coach. How do you run this week? Like, how do you? Like, what are the expectations? Um, what, how do you? How do you want to run practices? Are you going to run them the same as you would run, like your regular practices? Just integrate everything into the team. How? What do you tell your team before this? Because you're doing it to get these reps, right? And maybe you're doing it like coaches are probably doing it to make sure they know everybody on other staffs in case they get. Fired. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, yeah. right? But what are you doing? All the ongoing. So, from a coaching perspective, is really it's. I say really is is simple is this. So first thing I would say to players, hey, um, I know it's a different day in terms of how the speed of practice goes, but protect yourself at all times 100% because we're dealing with unknown players. We don't usually practice with these players every day, every week for a season. So we don't know their pace. So regardless of what is said by me or um, Zach, you know, when we get out on the field, Protect yourself. Be aware of yourself, how you run things when we do a drill and then make sure to get the right um, instructions to how the drill goes. And then after that, from a game plan and for what I want to see from my player standpoint, I want to see, look, we're going against other good pros. Now it's another team. So that's a different mentality. So you do, I think as a player, I want to say approach this a little bit like a game, but also working on your technique, working on your skill, working on who you are at your position against another good player from the AFC. Now you're dealing with your, you don't really know them because we don't play them a whole lot traditionally. So have that mindset going into every drill, you know, even once we get down to like a six play scrimmage, 10 play scrimmage, same idea. We're trying to get better here. You know, don't, and then, and do your best. That's why I'll say, I'll say to this, do your best not to take things personal when you get roughed up or they beat you on the play and keep your mindset right, you know, keep it tight. So keep the fights down because we know we're going to have fights. It's at that time of training camp. Usually it's week two when the scuffles come around between linebackers and running backs, O-line, D-line starts to pop up. So that will be my first talk to my whole team and then obviously to certain positions out there on the field. Yeah, I would just maybe even take it a step further and say, listen, guys, this is the new NFL. You guys, you starters, you don't play in preseason. Lot. right. And this is the time we're going to get reps. And I don't, you know, tough bananas if you don't like it. And I'm just going to warn you right now, uh, all of you who are playing should be going exactly hard, as hard as you need to go so you will not lose a rep. 100%. And whatever that looks like, whatever you think that looks like against your player you're playing against, I would, this would be 100% live to me, except for on the quarterback. If they say mm-hmm. you're not attacking, if they say you're fed up, whatever, I would say the rest of you guys, offensive linemen, everybody, hey, we're going live here, man. And because, I don't know. You know, it's like when I'm doing an evaluation of a player, I can get a lot of information out of no padded practice Mm -hmm. if they're practicing fast. Mm -hmm. I can get more information out of a padded practice. I can get more information out of a game. 
So whatever intensity level you rise to is going to be correlated with the amount of information I, I as a as a development specialist, as the amount of information I can get and help to help you become a better player. Right. So if you're not trying, if you're going out there, especially against other people, and you're not trying to just be a dog, because you're really going to get what, AG? Like, let's say 18 total snaps. And in, the whole in, full in, joint yeah, practice, yes. Yeah, and this yeah. whole practice. I mean, talking about live reps, you might get, you know, six here, eight there, whatever, maybe a couple of one-on-ones. But you're not going to get that many. But the times that you have, hey, and usually you're going to get the the play sheet right the night before. Yep. This is hey, we're going to do ten here, ten here. There's going to be you know ten minutes of one on ones. There's going to be two move the ball periods. Ones are going to go twice. There's going to yeah. be a goal line stand on, or goal line plays on the on the you know second practice of the, of the third day or whatever. Yeah. And listen, when I when that it's called up like. Coach, if I got an air horn, like something different, I got to, you know, start getting one of those little spinny things that makes funny sounds. Like, I got to put something out there. My guys know, like, okay, it's go time. We're going to show this to everybody and everyone is going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go out there and make sure, like I said, like you said, you got to go 100% Mm -hmm. and, you know, work your technique, work your skill, and then make sure you, you know, I say the biggest thing, protect yourself. I remember going back to that high school camp or Jamboree. And I told my, I told all my running backs, I said, hey, like first, this was an actual one where they came to us. And so the high school it was just one. It was just two high schools, Oak Creek. And I would think it was a, a racing Bradford, racing Kenosha Bradford. I mean, Kenosha Bradford. Kenosha. Kenosha Bradford. Um, they come in and I was like, guys, listen, I know the coach, the head coaches already said their little speech and we're in our one on one warm up. I said, look, I know what coach said. But nine times out of ten, those guys on defense, their team, they're going to come 100% full speed when that ball snaps. So I'll, what I'm saying to y'all, it might be thud, but take it. I want you to go in the mental as it's full contact going to the ground. So be ready. And sure enough, it was like the first put, second play when the linebacker tried to tee off my running back. Thank God he he remembered that and, and, and went into tackle well, went into the hit well, came out of it well. You know, scored a guy that had a nice yard, you know, 10 yard run after that. But after that, we took a little break and he's like, Coach, man, you were right. And I'm like, Yeah. I was like, You don't, you don't know the unknown is other players' mindset, regardless of what a coach says. They're looking at opposite color jerseys now. Yeah. And they're it's not so looking at for, the same color jersey. And it's so easy for a defense to play fast. I mean, yes. I, I think it's such like if, if you're going to look at either team at this stage and the Bengals will be ahead because they've had the same system for a couple of mm-hmm. years now, but. It's just so easy for a defense to go, okay, we're going to line up in our, you know, our 4-3 defense. We're going to bubble and we're just going to play fast. Oh, okay. like it's really not that hard. No. You know, I mean it's 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 hard to be really good at something. I'm not I'm not minimizing the talent that they have, but I think just defensively if you're like first of all, even remember back when you were in high school, like Yeah. the majority of dudes that are super violent like to play defense. I mean, that's that's where they start migrating to. You know, I mean, you get the the guys that are violent, like to play offense, end up in you know in the college in the NFL. But like, just in high school, you start cutting the herd. Like, the toughest dude in your team is usually the middle linebacker. It's just how it is. So, I think it'll be really good test, honestly, for the Packers' offensive line because we haven't had Rashawn Gary mm-hmm. playing against them. Yeah, and these guys got some dudes on DJ Reader's a, a real a bona fide star in this league. He doesn't get enough credit for being a great defensive tackle. Obviously, you've got Sam Hubbard as a team captain, but then um, Hendrickson, or I think they just signed Trey Hendrickson. They just signed they to a, yeah. another extension. Those two guys are really, really good. I think Zach Tom, um, if Josh gets out there, whoever you know, they're going to get some really good kind of feel for uh, what level of play he's at because that dude, if it's Hubbard. And he plays for those 18 snaps. He doesn't mm-hmm. take a single playoff. So I think that'll be a good match to see where Zach Tom is. I think the whole the entire offensive line will have a good look. And I mean, listen, the fact that we're doing it instead of play, I, we talked about this last year, AG. Like, yeah, is it better to go play in front of the stadium and get hyped for that whole thing and do the preseason thing versus this? Right. I personally think so. Like, I would rather play a quarter there. Then have to go through these practices where I don't know really if is that what an angry coach is going to do. Right. Like I just picture John Fox being like, "Nah, I didn't like that today. Let's just run the whole practice again." And going like, "Well, yeah, I've had a few." You know what those. I mean? So yes. I, I'd rather do it that way. But the fact that they've you know they found this cheat code and to to make sure these guys get some more live reps, you got to come out there ready to go. Yeah, and I say the back end for the for the wide receivers, you know, with facing uh, Cam Taylor Britt. Who's a good uh, safety there? Um, our good corner, uh, and Awuzi as well. You know, those young receivers still young, even though they got you know 
Watson, two years. This is his second year. Uh, Dobbs, his second year. But then you got them young. You got Reed that got drafted this year and some other guys that just got to have reps and to have go against defensive backs that have been in the playoffs in the last two seasons, three seasons. That's something they'll be able to face. And then they take those experiences and know that's, I say that's gold right there because you're going against real, really, really cover uh, good corners, cover corners, cover DBs that know how to do their job. Yeah, and, they, and obviously, you know, they they lost a couple of guys in that secondary in the Bengals, so it'll be good. I This is one of those actually places where the, the Packers might be coming into this thing and they have a good match. They have some good matches, especially with those two tight ends versus mm-hmm. new safeties, new safeties to the team, at least as far as being bona fide starters and stars. So it'll be fun to watch. Um, of course, I don't know how much we can see it. I, I You start hearing about like the Packers streaming the there was like a problem streaming the family night and you know i'm not oh, going to watch it anyways, i didn't know yeah, i was, was, I was in the yeah. stadium so i was able yeah, to see everything there's family night problem streaming and oh. they you know they didn't want to give up advantages to this and that who knows but uh part of family night is is seeing what that team's going to look like for the first time a lot of these guys have, haven't been in lambo field or haven't played in right. front of that crowd and as we right. know 1265 lombardi gets it's, pretty it's busy different. during during come family night time it's a really it's a it's a very unique environment. Like I was just watching a couple other, you know, quote unquote fan fests and whatnot mm-hmm. over the last, over the weekend. Some guys just do it at their, at their practice fields and they just put, you know, extra bleachers in. Mm-hmm. Some guys go to the stadium, but it's not filled up. I mean, yeah, Philly, the I, think to, I think Philly went to the stadium. Philly had 80 or 63,000 people. Wow. Like they did this thing, Philly green, Bay. I mean, some people, I mean, the bears didn't have very many people. Like no, it just, yeah. it just depends how you market it. It depends if it's going to be free tickets or not. The Packers have always done a really good job as much as we don't like as players family night, because you're like, mm. it just gives access. It's just, well, I guess now it's just like everybody else has 24 seven access and they can uh, just a live tweet. The whole family, on. the whole family yeah. is out there on the field now. It's crazy. But, it, but it's, but it's like, um, Family night is basically what I suppose for us is basically what every practice is now where like you can get every yes. media guy, every podcaster can just be out there with their, Hey, I'm Twitter streaming. And what's, you know, how Amon green carried the ball in his left hand and, you know, blood stiff arm on his right. And yeah. he had a two yard gain. I thought he could have gotten three and a half, but we you know he doesn't look as tough as he usually, is. you know, it's like, okay, thank you. know. So this, that used to be for us, but I, I suppose right. these guys are just old hat now, right? Yeah, you're hitting it dead on the point. You know, it's just for the fans and now for the players and their families, it's a whole thing. It's a big thing, bigger than what it was for us. And I was saying that sitting in the stands with my friends and explaining to them and their kids with their, you know, their little league football. But I'm telling them, okay, now they're doing first. This is actually get regular season warm up where the kickers and the long snappers come out first. And then the kick returners and whoever else is a punt returner, they come out second. And then you got the running backs and then linebackers and then O-line, D-line, all from there. And then after that, pretty much everybody else comes out and then everybody goes one-on-ones. So you see, I'm just pointing at the field from where I was sitting in the stands and uh, making sure they, you know, you know, and they kind of follow all real good. But for that, it was like this, after that, I was like, oh, it's just practice. Because they kept asking me, why is it, you know, eighth period? I'm like, well, that's, it's going to be at least 20, 30 periods, but they, they script them out, right. you know, separate ways. So that's why it's, not fourth quarter or third quarter. No, it's period nine, period 10, stuff like that. <laughs> like fans probably don't realize that like, we don't know where to go and stretch. Like, I don't know where I'm, so I don't know what yard marker I'm supposed to be on. Like you have to practice as stupid as you it do. sounds. You it's do. actually a part of practice and like part of the pregame stuff. Like, okay, well, where do I have to, I go to the end zone. Great. What end zone do I go on? Do you want me to start yeah. the goal line or the end line? Do you, all these, like, how many lines do you want? Because the coaches will yell, yell at you. The coaches will yell at you. You go through all this stuff. And like, and the thing is, if you don't, if you just look like a mishmash, you probably aren't well coached. Like you're probably not a good team. That's not a, an ultimate truth. But you know, if yeah. you, like you see a way a team warms up, especially the National Football League, and if they warm up bad, you not you're really not expecting them to be very good. So it is it is kind of a big deal. Like it how is, you do anything it, is how it's you do organization. Everything. It's the epitome of organization. Now, if my, uh, Matt Lafleur can't organize the 53 or now what 80 something yeah. players out there on the field until the cuts go down, you can't organize that amount of players to go simply do stretches, warm ups, and do your one on one warm up drills. Then it's a problem. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. They, but they look good. They came out uniform, did their warm ups. They're like more active now. They're doing all the dynamic warm up thing than we oh, used to blo- do. Bloke and Gizzy yeah. got yeah, I got them going. I'll tell you what. This is where this is why I would be a terrible head coach because if you said to me like, "Hey, we got to spend two hours today, you know, showing the DBs that they got to be on the thirty-five yard line going in on every five, I'd just be like, I, 
I'm not even going to be there, guys. Like, you guys figure it out. I just go to, I'd go to the head strength coach, and be like, you forgot the stretch lines. I don't even want to, you know, this, yeah. there's got to be something better I do with, with your time. But it is important. It matters. Like, how you present yourself matters. That's why I would do all our stretching in the locker room and then just come out ready to go at the end of it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. So listen, Rob Demofsky, who you and I both know, um, Rob's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works for ESPN now. He does like the little soundbite stuff. And and Rob, Rob's a good dude. Um, mm-hmm. You know, listen, with all of these guys, we're always like, how much do you really know about what you know about, right? I mean, right. and I'm not dismissing the, the effort that he puts in. He's a professional. But it's like, do, do, do we see the game the same? Oh, we see it. Oh, definitely uh, different. So he made a couple statements um, that you know Jordan Jordan Love was, had had like one good practice and everything else had been mediocre to poor. Yeah. And then this yeah. clown, uh, I say clown not because he he hasn't earned the right to say what he wants, but Correct. but I don't know where he bases his information on. Adam Shine comes out and just says Love's terrible. Um, I don't understand how you would get anything out right. of. The first two weeks of, of preseason, and I know, like Adam Shine, you know, he's doing it to get viewers and viewers and, and likes and shares, and, yeah, retweets. Yeah, but but I, I I'll say this: Cash one, grab. good good for uh, Devontae Campbell to just snap back at him imme- immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why do we care about this guy's opinion? I think he's wearing a Steve Harvey suit and some bi- you know, bifocals. Um, and and Shine is the guy. Oh, that was a great comment right there. That's he awesome. hosted. He hosted. You know, inside the NFL, it's gone through a lot of iterations, but yeah. you know the the proverbial "get off my lawn," Boomer Esiason and and uh, Phil Sims. Shine uh, was part of that host group, uh, you know, yeah. way back when. So I kind of see where like the, you know, it might come from. I guess the one thing I started thinking about maybe more so was let's not talk about Love's performance until we get six games into the season, and we just have yes. to like, give some some stuff to talk stuff. about. But Knowing what we know about Aaron Rodgers, knowing what we know about his personality and how it's kind of not changed, but like how happy he is to be somewhere else, and he feels like he has weapons and he feels he, he feels good about everything. Right. And he know we lost Devon, uh, Devontae Adams, and we know they haven't had a first round uh, wide receiver and all these kind of things. Yeah. How do we feel though about Goody? I think he's been there. Was this four years as general manager? Five years as general manager? Four, five, five. Okay, so in, in his coming his fifth year in general manager, like. What do we think about the job he's done surrounding Jordan Love with talent on this offense? Day day one, week one, snap one of Jordan Love's. Now I'm the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. I say, I mean, we both talked about it. The two tight ends, you know, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft coming but, in, but unproven, right? So right, unproven talent, but at least you're giving the court because as I remember from, I can't remember for how long. I always hear a commentator say, and I know it because I played the game. The tight end is the quarterback's um, safety a net, yep. you know, life preserver, whatever, how they would quote it. So that right there, just off of pure knowing football, at least giving your your quarterback some tight ends. And we know we got the young crew. He's been around the young crew for a year, Jordan Love. So he's been around Watson. He's been about Romeo. He's had practice reps with them. And he does have some game reps. A little, just a few game reps here and there from last season and the season before. So, you know, from a performance in practice, like I was mentioning to my, my friends, I was sitting there, this is practice. So I, I say it was okay. You ain't gonna go out there and die, you know, blow, blow people out of their seats. No, you're going out there to really, I say it was to me, it almost looked like going through the motions because of the way the pace went, you know, it was like, I would have, for us, it just, we know our tempo. We were always a fast clicking offense and when we're going in drills, but from them, it just more looked like they were just kind of going through the motions, not, you know, and I'm not judging him, him off of practice. This is his right. practice. This is, and, and this family night practice too on the top of Yeah, all but that. That, that, that's like almost a, it's not an indictment, but it's, it's, it's a commentary on how we practice. Correct. Ge- like it's not, a, it's not a Jordan Love. It's deal. different. It's though. like if, if you're sitting there as the Packers all time leader rusher sitting in the stands and you're saying, why this looks slow on family yes. night. Yes. Then, then it, then it was, well, A, it is slow. It is. And B, like I don't, I don't feel good about that because I, I mean, me personally, I feel like there's such an advantage to teams that can prepare where individuals. I agree. I agree. Well. I hear. I hear where you. Yeah. So that. I, I, that really, that that honestly, when I hear that, like that bothers me, not as a fan, but just as a as a Green Bay Packer, that bothers yeah. me. Um, you want I things, do, you want things full speed because 
is going to well, be full she, speed on Sunday. Shit, AG, if we're going to be out there, like, right. I'm always like this. Like, you told me to put my pads and my helmet on. I'm going to play now. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? If, if you're going to put me in this stuff, then di- let me hit somebody. Let me do something. I don't want, yeah. like, don't put me in all this gear and I got to put on a special uniform and I got I to do all this crap and I got to get my fingers taped. Don't have me do it to, like, stand over there and play patty cake. Right. I'm either here or I'm not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I saw some younger guys. Like, guys on defense, they were actually playing. You could tell they were playing at a higher tempo. And it was either you know some of the veterans and some of the younger DBs back there making plays on the ball, Good. you know, coming out. And I saw that, and that's, that's what I was now about. That I was excited to see. I'm like, these guys are really pushing. I think they had a couple picks on, I think, one on Jordan and one on um, – uh, Sean Clifford, he got, he might have got in there, or uh, Etley. I think Etley got in there as well. So, let me ask you this: Knowing what you know, if you had an empty room, okay, we got to build out an offense. Mm-hmm. You got, I don't know, you got seven draft, you got one draft pick in each for seven rounds of draft picks, and you got, you know, a handful of free agents after that, mm-hmm. and you got nothing. What are you doing? Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. What I'm doing is – oh, go ahead. Your defense is stacked. You just literally like, hey, this this draft, we got to draft an entire offense. What are we doing? Or or let me, let me put a caveat. You can get two or three – we'll just call them like uh, mid – not mid-level, but good, not elite starters in free agency to, fill, a, to fill a couple spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, on offense. Well – Definitely, like with those free agents, that means age comes in. They have uh, veteran leadership there. So I'm banking on that because I'm going to build my team where after I, you know, rain down the rules and the guidelines, I want my locker room to govern itself, you know, hold each other accountable. So that will be something I'll let them players know as they come in. Hey, guys, um, we pitch you off for his agency. Thank you for being on the squad. But I need you to carry that locker room. I mean, as a coach, we know where our power goes and where it stops. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I mean, I know I'm not naive to that, so I will let those older player free agent knows a uh, free free agent player know that right away. And if I have, and then any guys that we get drafted, if they're of, uh, I say seniors coming out, you know, we might have a couple juniors here that we got drafted in certain positions in terms of old line. Those are the guys I'm gonna lean on too. You know, the mm-hmm. big the old the big guys because the big guys offense defensive fronts, those guys naturally kind of you know has a precedent in that area. In, in the offensive side because of obviously working along with the quarterback, obviously, and moving people. And because that is where the quarterback and the running game start, start and stop, you know, 
any any yeah. football player that that knows a bit of football will know that first with the old lineman. So having a center, having a guard that are that are I say confident enough to go out there day year one day one, and having to lead that team from up, making sure I start from there from the offensive line on out, and then making sure having a quarterback um, of good quality and good confidence and good uh, I say able to throw the, the routes that we're gonna obviously work at. So understanding that, and I say having the age is priority one because then the experience can teach the youth how to do it the right way, and then it carries on from there. Yeah, if if I had two, if you had two mid-level free agents, you could buy. You buy a center, and, mm-hmm. and for me, you buy somebody in the in the wide receiver room, just yeah. just because I think that they, that's a lot to put on a bunch of rookies' plates. You know, you want to get some talent in that room, but you also want. I always think of like Randy Moss comes in, he's got Chris Carter. I go, that's a pretty good deal. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, listen, I mean, you're going to draft a quarterback. You're going to draft a left tackle. You're going to you're going to draft you're going to draft a uh, you're going to draft a wide receiver if there's a talented one. And then you start going, you know, the later later, you know, third fourth round. I'm going to draft my running back. I'm going to draft mm-hmm. the tight end. I'm, you know, so and then you just start backfilling. You know, as the further you you get some guards later on. You know, the whole thing you got to get a right tackle at some point. Yeah. But you got these like key positions, and you. But the key positions to me are like. You know, you're gonna say quarterback, left tackle, maybe top flight wide receiver. Yeah. But I'm thinking like that veteran center and that veteran, that veteran dude, that Randall Cobb who can come in and like help everybody learn. Mm. Like yeah. I think those guys are gonna really put it together the right way. Of course, it just depends if like we'll see next year. I think there's four quarterbacks who are supposed to go top four, you know, the first four guys drafted. So if there's those kind of guys like game changers, you gotta you gotta get that one game changer on your on your team. Hopefully it's at the quarterback or wide receiver position. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, it's like I think we can, if with a good coaching staff, I still think this, man, if you have a really good coaching staff, it's good. It's good on development. Like you can get guys in different rounds. You can get TJ Lang, Josh Sitton. You can get, I mean, you can guys, you can just find dudes who can play for a long time at a high level. Yeah. And like, to your point, man, when you think about what we did, what you just, I said, what you just said and kind of what I added in there, you're kind of looking at Cincinnati, you know, they, they had a coaching staff that was very young. You get Zach, as the head coach, who very had not much experience other than assistant, and within the first couple of years, you know he got that that quarterback that you talked about. O line, we knew a couple of years ago, O line was not not the place, but they, they somehow Joe Burrow he did what he did. But he had Jamar Chase, he got Mixon, he had um, uh, eighty five. I can't think of eighty five right now. I had him on my fantasy team. Higgins, Higgins. So had a mosh pit of those players, and then a Rad tag of offensive linemen that are now fine and figuring out, and then the defense, like you mentioned. So that's kind of like what we saw the last few years of Cincinnati, and then progressively getting better. So you know, I was I, I didn't ask this before, but you know, because Zach, I mean, let's not. I know Zach, and I like Zach. Mm-hmm. You know Zach. Oh yeah, I know Zach. Yeah. Zach Zach was Zach was the the on the the hottest hot seat list that you could find before Joe Burrow got there. He was going to mm-hmm. get fired. The whole staff yes. was going to get fired. Yes. It was just they it thought was... they were going to get fired beforehand, and then he got hurt, and you know. Then they, you know, for for Joe to get hurt, and then they get Jamar Chase the next year, and they all, and all of a sudden they, you know, they come together like this. Yeah, you wonder what that team, as bad as their offensive line has been, years ago, last year, they're not, they're not very good. Um, you wonder what that team's like without Joe Burrow. I yes. mean, I th- and I think now their def- well, last year their defense was good. They just lost a couple of key players, but their defense was good. But I still look – I personally, I look at that offense. I think Jamar Tisha is amazing. T. Higgins to be possibly a number one on another team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe, Joe Mixon's Easy. a good running back. But I don't know if it's the style of play. I don't. I mean, listen, when Joe Burrow says stuff like I'd rather – sometimes I'll just take a sack on third down because we're going to punt anyways. And I go, you have no idea the damage you're doing to your offensive lines, like mental health. Like you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. But – but even with, even with that, I mean, you're giving up 50 sacks a year or something. Like I just, I just don't know how good you can really be. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just curious to see how good they really are if that guy's hurt for like eight games out of the season. Like, do yeah. they win? Do they win two games or do they win like five? I, I really don't know. I say, I say, having Trevor Simeon back there, they probably get at least five. Trevor Simeon for five games. Five AJ, games. I'm just telling you right now, Joe Burrow, You heard it on this show. If Joe Burrow ever gets hurt. 
I will bet AG anything he wants that they do at eight games. They're not, they do not go five and three. I'll bet you whatever with Trevor Simeon, the Bengals. I say they go above 500, but I'll say they'll get five wins throughout a 17 game season. 17. I was talking about eight games. I'll say they'll get five wins. Yeah. yeah, That's where I'm at. In eight games. Yeah. Eight games. In eight games, I'll give you two. I'll say two wins in eight games. Two wins in eight games with Trevor Simeon. I was, dude, I was like, man, if you think they're going five and three with Trevor Simeon, no, I mean, you, I, you, I, for, you, I forgot the eight win part of it. I didn't hear that one. I didn't Ravens, Steelers, you know, no, they, they, exactly. That team, I know that division. That division is going to be real this year. That hey, so this this is got, this is something that I think you and I have talked about offline before. So the Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame and Triumph ceremonies this weekend. The great speeches. Um, Zach Thomas, yeah. awesome. Joe Thomas. Zach, good Zach, Zach Tom- so Zach Thomas goes in. Rondé Barber yeah. goes in. Joe yeah. Thomas goes in. Um, DeMar- um, DeMarcus Ware. DeMarcus Ware goes in. So Deion Sanders. Clicko from the Jets from the 80s. Clicko. Deion Sanders said this a couple of years. He's been saying it a lot, actually. He said it a couple of years ago. And he was, he was yeah. basically saying, like, because of the format, you have to let people in. It, he, he said it's really not that it's not as special as it should be because they're mm. letting dudes in instead of instead of like the elite elite. elite. Correct. 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 And I can only I'm not a Hall of Fame player, but I can I I, I have played amongst guys like that. And mm-hmm. I, I know in my generation, like I remember very specifically. Larry Allen was a game-changing football player. Yes. Larry at the guard position, Larry Allen was so much better than everybody else in his prime that he was I undoubtedly a Hall of Fame player. He was scary. Steve My Hutchinson goodness. was yeah. a very very good player. Like Steve Hutchinson was an elite level player. He's not Larry Allen. Yeah. But but he's you know he's good. He's he, good. he was he was so good. He was a first round pick. Yeah. He was all American in high school, all American at Michigan. First round draft pick, all you know, all pro for whatever since day one. So mm-hmm. he's so I go, okay, he's a Hall of Famer. But then there's other guys that you that get in, you go, like I think Alan Fanica had a really good career. I for me as a guard, I don't I don't know. Like did you say, is he is he that much better for that much? Long? I don't know. Joe Thomas was so good on a terrible team. Yeah. But yeah. he has that, he has that uh that run of consecutive starts and plays and it, all like it's just it's an like interesting Rondé Bar- like like Rondé Barber, Rondé yeah. Barber was a had a great career, but now we're yeah. starting to look at like okay, like who are the guys on the Tampa Bay defense? And again, this is no disrespect to anybody who's making it, right? It's just an interesting conversation. Yeah, but you start is. going like Warren Sapp's there, check. Warren Sapp's different. Yeah, Derek Brooks is there, check. Yeah. He's different. <laughs> then you go like John Lynch is there. Uh, John Lynch is a really good football player. He was a good football player. Okay. Then Rondé Barber was there. Uh, Rondé Barber was a really good football player. Yeah. But you, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. an, it's interesting, right? It's, and it's not that I don't know. I don't know what the criteria, I have no idea. Right. Yeah. But I know Dion, like they always, the Dion thing always pops up. And it I go, does. okay, it Dion, makes sense. Yeah. You get it because Dion's like best there ever was. Right. So, yeah. And I think it boils down to, I think part of the problem is the networks. So when I say the networks, I mean all the commentators mm. that have shows. We got Greeny with the Get Up. We got Stephen A. From football to best basketball to baseball. Shoot, we got Women's World Cup, all that going on. What do they always say after the team wins a championship? Oh, so-and-so's a GOAT. Mm. So-and-so's a GOAT. Mm-hmm. So-and-so's the greatest of all. I'm like, you. that drives me nuts and i think it drives you nuts too i think that's part of the problem because soon as say golden state a couple years ago you know, they lose it this year you know golden you know is stefan curry the greatest of all time I'm like why are we having this conversation you know um kansas city wins the super bowl pat mahomes second one andy reese second one you know pat mahomes greatest it's like y'all setting this up to have this problem right now because like Dion, I, I agree with Dion because it's a it was like it's already a privilege in the NF to be in NFL to get drafted. We already know it is a privilege to be there no matter which round you get drafted in. But then after a career, no matter how long it is, but then if you're that player in that in that in that range that we talk about for guys, and you mentioned yourself, players that you like and you see like 
Yes, no, not even a not even a thought they should be in there. And that's a, it goes to when I was a kid growing up. I think of up between guys like Walter Payton, Joe Montana, Lawrence Taylor, those type of guys where they changed the game. And then when you brought their name up in a conversation, you'd be like, oh, they'd be or the person you're talking to, you'd be like, Yeah, I know you're talking about, you know, yeah, that's a very good exact. So those type of players and so the, it's, it's a whole bunch of little different things going on. The media, we already know they narrate a lot of stuff in, mm-hmm. in, in, in all the sports out there. And so they like to put up the people and and, and I say, oh, sure. Project who they well, feel, you know, even, even like even all pro and all yes. and pro bowl, like all that yes. has to do. I mean, even if listen, even the way they vote, when you talk about like the fans and the media have two yep. thirds of the vote. Well, it's like the media influences the fans. Yes. The whole thing's crazy. I love the NFL's 100 list that the players do. Yeah, I do like that. And I that. know that there's some there's some times that you go, like Aaron Donald's still the top three player in the league, and he, he didn't make top three this year. But it's just, it, like you kind of get what people are like, giving props to a guy. That, like, I think we can all live with that. Yeah. But I don't know how many players vote in this Hall of Fame deal. And it's just – it's it's super interesting again not to throw a shade on anybody because all yeah, these guys have better yeah. careers than I did. But yeah. what all I'm saying is I think if you ask players about certain guys, they either go like, Oh, we game plan for him, like he was yes. a game plan guy, or he wasn't. And if you and honestly, if you weren't a game plan guy, like if you weren't a game plan guy in defense, I know exactly you're not, what you're talking about. You're yeah. not a Hall of Famer. If you're not a game plan guy on offense, you're not a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if, if I'll never forget, like I here's when I knew that I was not uh like when I when I got to year five, six, seven, I thought it was really like I thought it was elite. Like I thought it was really, sure. really good. I was playing high level. And I got and I got over, I finally I leave Green Bay and I finally get fan votes. Mm-hmm. So I go over to Hawaii. And I, I was playing right guard because Larry Allen was playing left guard. And Larry Allen's kind of over the hill at this point, but he's still Larry Allen. He's still right? there. Right. And so he's taking spots from guys that are playing well. But he's and at the time, I'm like, dude, he's not playing that well. But I, we got down in our stances, and Sean Rogers, the Detroit Lions defensive tackle, said, all right now, Larry, don't you hurt me. And they all started like, yeah, man, like, you take it easy on us. And I was like, I, I didn't get it until then. I was like, all oh, right, now I get it. Everyone's still scared of him. Correct. Like nobody's like people think I'm good. They're scared of Larry Allen. There's a there's a huge yeah. difference there. Yeah. Guys might think I I'll pick him off a pile or I might drive. Him. They're scared that Larry Allen is going to put a hole in their chest and and affect their ability to reproduce or something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's when I you know that's why I was like oh, I went. I remember I went home and I went to the the room and I just said, I just said to Trina, I just go, hey, take a good look around here because. Uh, we're lu- we're lucky to be. I used to think I belonged here. Now I'm not so sure. Like that. No, nah, you belong there. Bro. People, people there are scared of that dude, though, and that's what yeah. a hall of famer is to me. There, but yeah, there's a there is definitely a select few of uh, defenders, offensive linemen, D linemen that they will probably put the fear in people's uh, walking down the street. You know? But no, you you was one of those guys to me, bro. You you definitely was. I, one of I wasn't guys. fishing for a compliment. I will take it. But yeah, my, you know you no, understand yeah. my point. Yeah, Warren, I understand your point. Warren, John Randall, we're like, oh my god, John Randall. They literally called John Randall before I got to Green Bay. I remember the first year they're like, oh, we're throwing hot off the three technique this week, and like they were like making the joke in the offensive line room. I'm like, that's not a funny joke. And they're like, right, no, 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 just did you watch last year's game against Minnesota? In Minnesota, it's like he was literally. Brett was like one to three throw, throw because he was getting tackled every play. Uh, right. It's just Those there's some guys. Guy it's not. Yes, it's, it's guys that are problems. I remember you know growing up as a kid, you know you watch game film of Ronnie Lott mm. hit, hit dudes, you know from interceptions to then hitting guys over the middle. And then when I was a kid, when I saw, I think it was when I was a kid, yeah, he cut his finger off to play in a game. Oh. I said, yeah. That's that dude. Ronnie, remember <laughs> Ronnie? Like, remember Ronnie yes. Lott had those like wrestling like elbow pads that he yeah. wore. So he yeah, 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 the big one. Yeah, dude. Yes, that guy's one of the biggest savages ever. Savage, you Ronnie cut Lott. a finger off. You cut a finger off. They said you are gonna miss a game, a playoff game. It was a playoff game too. And I, he was if if he cut his the story is I think he honestly he he broke this. He broke it right, right at this knuckle. on his hand. Yeah, yeah. So he right just said it's it's at the top one. He goes. Yeah. He said. Uh, right here. They right said here. if you t- if you yeah if you knock it off, 
you're not playing in the playoffs of the Super Bowl. And they're like, or no, excuse me. If no, you, you say you do it, surgery. If you yeah, rehab if you do it, surgery, you rehab. He goes, well, what, what happens if I just cut it off? Like, oh, you'll be ready in seven weeks or whatever. Like, bet. Cut it. <laughs> I was like, that's my dude. Oh, that's why I like the 49ers. Guys like that. I was like, that's what life was, just, life was just different back then. Right. And then, but also as a, as a football player, as an athlete, that's when you knew, when you knew the stakes were high, what you had to do to go out there and be intimidating, play ball. I used to, I remember, I mean, Brett said it too. He said, it would have, my dad had to come on the field and carry me off when I knew I was done playing. You know, I'm going to play hard all the way too. So just one of those things. I got one listener question for you. Uh, they're asking, they're asking, how much uh, will the Penn State backup quarterback play in the preseason? And my guess, I'm just going to answer this real quick. My guess is Jordan Love's going to see some playing time this preseason. He sure is. He, he better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to play. He's going to get some time. Um, that's easy. Uh, was it Clifford from? He had a good year. He had a couple good years at uh, Penn State. So, um, no, he's going to get in there. I mean, Jordan Love's going to see it first game against Cincinnati. He's going to see that first series, and then he's going to be out. That Maybe. whole room's got to get figured out, really, right? right? And yeah, developed, right. Yeah, the whole room. I mean, the whole, you know, it's a lot of a lot of spots on that team, offensively and defensively. Got to find out. So this is a scrim. This is a, a preseason game coming up where anybody that's going to be a first string starter week one, they're playing in that first first drive. They're going to be in that first ten play drive, whatever. There won't be no. You think Bakhtiari sees the field this preseason? Uh, probably game two. Maybe I'll say, my yeah. number, I'll say if I'm betting game two, definitely it's only three now. So yeah, yeah, it's only three. <laughs> here's the here's the thing is like because they're 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 practicing against the Bagels before we move on here. Yeah, Jordan Love is not Joe Burrow, he's not Aaron Rodgers, he's not no. Justin Herbert, he's not Josh Allen. But you're talking about like what Goody's brought to the table. Yeah, he's got those two tight ends that might turn out to be something. He's got Christian Watson who's going to his third, you know, his his mm-hmm. second year. He's, he's he proved last year at the end of the season like that he's going to be a dude. He could be a problem. He's got a great running back room. Love he's it. got a, a good left side of the offensive line, that, and they'll piece together a couple more things there. Hopefully, they'll they'll yeah. be in a really good position that this guy doesn't have to carry the load. He can just come in and have a solid season to start. They can be effective. I mean, like he's I, to me, he's set up for success. Mm-hmm. I think Goody's done a good job in that from that standpoint. Is if if these guys at all pan out and a lot of it comes down to coaching, like mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do a hell of a lot to have a good offense. No, he gotta he just gotta play within himself. I mean, I've I've heard Aaron in his few interviews talking about Jordan Love. It's like, hey man, go out there and have fun and do you. And I hope he hears that and, and really take that in because that's where a lot of the pressure that you could feel going into Lambeau Field as any position starter, but especially the starting quarterback, it kind of goes it goes a lot easier when you don't think about the guys that was in front of you, which is only a few guys and the best guys. If you think about that, then you're going to be, you know, almost not I want to say sabotaging yourself, but you're going to make it rough. Go out there, have fun, be you, be the quarterback, be the player that, that got you drafted here to, to green Bay. The last, the get off my lawn this week. We're going to do a, uh, I saw this man. I saw it. Yeah. First of all, we had the, 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 the Nate Diaz and the, uh, yeah. And, and uh, Jake Paul, Paul. Logan Jake Paul, whatever one it was. Nate, I look this, this guy, first of all, he looks like a bona fide fighter now, but yeah, he, never he, actually fights, he, he never actually fights fighters that are like his size, which is like, I don't, I don't understand how well, he's, he's one. He, so- he was 185 for this. He went down, I think. Yeah, but okay, so Nate Diaz fights at like 145. That's true. Oh, like, yeah, I didn't a, know that. He had to okay. gain a ton of weight to do this fight. He did. Okay, I did yeah. see that in, yeah. a, in, a, in a write-up. But yeah. All these, but I, you know, this guy is an absolute marketing genius. I mean, he's killing it. G- oh, yeah, I mean, that's fighting, the part It's like I'm fighting dudes about. that be like, uh, like, do you want to fight Vladimir Klitschko? Hell no. He's a heavy I don't want to fight him, but I'll fight uh, Mighty Mouse over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'll, this guy's a genius. Nate Robinson. And he, but he does look like a legitimate boxer. I'll say he that. He does legit. No, he, for me, yeah, the last year, he took it serious. He did some interviews. And in the interviews, he's talking about, he said, once I had my first couple of knockouts, I was just like, oh, yeah, having fun. Mm-hmm. But then he said it to himself, he just took it up another notch. He just said, I, I started That's really good. going in and taking it more serious, professional box boxer coaches in him at his camp. So I, I, I have a little bit more respect for him for that side of it. All right, listen, I, He's the American dream, honestly. I mean, you may, you may, <laughs> may not like, you may not like what he's doing. But it's got kids on the American dream. You but right better fight this weekend. White Sox. Tim Anderson oh. gets 
chin music, right? Ooh, Knocked hey. out by Guardians host Ramirez, feet. okay? On his feet. I mean, mm -hmm. they're throwing Ramirez has no idea that he even connected because no, he didn't. Nope. But he's just I, I started thinking like what are the best sports fights of our at least that I can remember? And I got I think I got five of them, AG. We'll, we'll I'll have you rank them, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. The first thing is well, the Anderson, uh, Jose Ramirez. Now, Anderson flips and goes southpaw. So he yeah. leaves his jaw exposed. Thought, you know, so maybe he deserved what he got. I don't think he's a southpaw. He didn't know. He didn't say his guard. The number up, right? one thing for baseball for me is is the Nolan Ryan, Robin Ventura. Nolan yes. Ryan's pitching. And by, for people who don't know, Nolan Ryan was like 46 at the time. Yeah, he was almost 50. And and I believe he was pitching like a two-hitter or like a two-hit shutout or something yeah. like that. During, it wasn't like. He was, you know, gave up seven runs. He's like, screw it, I'm hitting Ventura right now. You no, know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah. And then Roland Ryan absolutely put him in his place. No, I mean that was first hit. It was the first swing. Connected. He just wow. remember, he, remember he headlocked him and just started. Yeah. I mean, good lord. So that that's probably my favorite of all time. But these other ones, do you remember? Do you remember the malice at the palace when Ron Artest, Rashid Wallace start going yes, on it? Yes. Ron Artest yes. does the Burt Reynolds lays out on the on the uh, on the on the, the court podium, on the stand. Yeah. Lays out and then the, the fans start throwing stuff at me. He's like, "Oh, let's get in the stands and make this real ugly, man." The ESPN doesn't have enough content tonight. Let's give no. them some more. No. Malice at the palace was all time. That was my yeah. That was my one of my number ones. But we'll keep it going. We keep it the going. the. The worst, well, let's go to the maybe the best fight of all time. No uh, actually, Miles just happened. Palace. Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph square off. Ooh, yes. Miles Garrett Ooh, takes the helmet wee. and is swinging for the fences. So and I forgot the other guy, but my man Marquise Pouncey comes over and yes. just starts boom, just starts wailing on Miles Garrett. Tries to kick him in the. I mean, it was it was so dis. Well, listen, it's not fun to. I mean. Miles Garrett's swinging a helmet. I mean, Miles Garrett's a scary yeah, dude this, without a helmet. This he's guy, swinging, he he's swinging the dude. Like, you tell people, like, as a joke, like, boy, you keep talking. I'm going to take that helmet off and beat you with it. And he was right. like, well, that shit really happened in a game. Like, he really did that. That it was, that was the most nuts thing ever. Um, and then I got one that is my my go-to if I need a laugh, if I'm having yeah. a bad day. Yeah. I want to watch Alonzo Morning score off with Larry Johnston. Wild Jeff Van Gundy. Oh, yes. Like like yes. a on a tree. I thought you about that to go, was uh... the saddest. That was the saddest because at the time, for 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 you guys who don't know her, too young. Oh uh, yes, I know. At the I time, Larry Johnson, fresh off of UNLV, he's got the yep. grandma mod. Uh, he's a big stuff. dude. Too. He was a big bad he dude. Was a Alonzo, Alonzo Morning, Georgetown, big bad enforcer, tough guy. And when you see these guys throw. You can't believe that. You, maybe they've never been in a fight in their lives. I mean, that's what it looked like. I'm Alonzo sure they have. Always looking like that. I thought you was gonna bring up Alonzo and one of the Rodman fights that he had. That he was well, just, I'm just he was just swinging you. like I didn't know what he was. I'm like, what's he swinging at? These guys were fighting from I don't know, maybe three feet away. You know what I mean? Like yeah, maybe the yeah. wind was gonna knock him over from one of the. <laughs> but the Van Gundy thing. I can't believe Van Gundy can even get on TV. He still talks I, about it. I watched well, some NBA games this past season. He's still I've never seen it up. a dude like even now when if you asked if they're like, all right, man, I know we got to revisit this again. But right. why did you grab his leg like what did you think you were gonna do? You're like five seven, 165. What right. what were you gonna do? Just you know, make him walk slower? Like, what was the plan there? Uh, I'm all, and it was I'm his listening. guy. I'm gonna listen in next time he uh, talks about that because he he mentioned why he was on the leg or something and I forgot why, but he brought that up the last time when I was watching the game this past season. <laughs> a real a, a real one would have jumped on the other dude's back and tried to yeah. get him a sleeper, right? Yeah, but I, gotta, I think well, you wouldn't koala your own team. Your own he, guys he couldn't like, jump up that high. He was already like you said five seven. You got Alonzo Mourning who's like five six ten six. He's seven footer and then. Uh, Larry you could have gone master blaster. Nine. You could have gone up on his shoulders and gone oh, master blaster. Oh like my Thunder god, Blaster. Thunderdome! Oh man, that's funny right there. <laughs> Those are some good ones, but yeah, Malice of Power is definitely number one. That, yeah. that one has some classic things that were I couldn't believe I was seeing happen on in a pro venue. I just know I knew then that if this happened on a football field, mm -hmm. it's going to be some damage done because even though like the guys wasn't even really connecting we are another breed like we already in fisticuffs 
between the O-line and D-line and then picking up blitzes with linebackers. So we already know how to, how to do close engagement encounters. So if somebody did that at a football game and we and a, and a player ran up in the stands, ooh, somebody's going to get it. Ron, Ron Artest, uh, until this year, Ron Artest was, for me, the best – player celebration guy in the history of the yeah. NBA. When he, I remember when he won the NBA finals with the Lakers, I I think he was spotted 72 hours later in a nightclub still wearing his uniform. Like he never went home. Like he just, oh he goodness. just went, he just went for it the whole time. And uh, Tom Brady had some, you know, he had some funny moments with the trophy, like, you know, playing yeah. the trophy. And, yeah, but, yeah, but, but it was nowhere. I mean, he had clearly gone home and showered, right? Jack yes. Gre- Jack Grealish is it, the Man City guy. They just won the Champions League. Oh, Jack 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 Grealish had a Ron Artest like deal, but Ron Ron always I was just always amazed by his ability to party after that finals. And then I got I was in L.A. and I got on a tra- I was like you know at a workout place. I got on a treadmill and I'm still that's pretty decent size then. Right. And uh, I remember Ron Artest got on and it was like the first time where I was like, oh. NBA players are the best built humans on the planet. Like we really are nothing because <laughs> I thought Ron Artest was like an average size. Like he's probably no, big he's, shoulder. They're tall. He's a big shoulder guy and everything. Like yeah. he's a good looking guy, but you know, but I, I don't think of Ron Artest being like, you know, this six foot nine, 250 pound or whatever. Ron Artest's shoulders were like twice as wide as mine. He just looked like a perfect, like he was a perfectly built human. I was like, Oh, well just a, I, I, you know what I did? I got off the goddamn treadmill AG cause I don't want to be part of it. Did. You didn't want to be next to him. Nope. It's like the same thing. I saw Mike Tyson run a treadmill one time. You know what I did? I went over to the squat rack. I was like, oh, you know what? I see Tyson's over there, fat, running. He ran for an hour straight, and he was fat. He didn't even bother him. He was like, I mean, he wasn't. He was running too. He wasn't like you know, slow jogging. He was running for an hour straight, fat. I would have stayed there. I'm the gluten for punishment, I guess. I would have stayed there and talked to him. No, oh, you can't talk. He was breathing heavy. He no, I mean, I would have waited until after the workout. Here's, here's right. what happened with the Tyson one. I went two days in a row. He was there both days. I'm never starstruck. You know me. I never get starstruck. Right. I was so starstruck by Mike Tyson because I grew up – when I grew up, Mike Tyson yeah. was the biggest thing in the world. Yep, yep me too. I was yep. so starstruck I couldn't keep my eyes off him. I hurt my back squatting. Two days later, I went back. He was there. I hurt my back deadlifting because – I couldn't focus. I would like be looking at him in the mirror when I'm supposed to be looking at my form. Right. I would be looking at him in the mirror over like this, squatting, and then I'll ah. Oh no. Up. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Hopefully it wasn't too bad. It was okay. Ag, good show, man. Where can we find you? Uh, man, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Amon Green Thirty All in One Word, and also the Gamers Lounge on TikTok and. YouTube and Twitch, Mind Green yes. TV, and Mind Green Gamers Lounge. Check us out there, please. Right, Mike, cool. let everybody know where they can find you out on the social. Uh, Mike Wall sixty eight Twitter process to perform Instagram. Check this show process to on YouTube uh, backslash process to perform, or just type in on my block. Podcast is everywhere you get your podcast. If you're an audio listener, I highly recommend you watch the video because then you can see AG every day. Guns are getting bigger. You know he's getting back into fighting shape. I understand oh, what's wait. going on. Oh, it's you were trying to show man. me up on this, dude. It's That's training right. camp, man. It's yeah. training camp. Look, it's all sweat. It's if all I, sweaty. If yeah. that was if that was me, man, I would put that I, every day. I just put it in the dryer, like an extra hot, right before I, I get on. He said extra. I try to do something. I just <laughs> got one of those Compex machines, you know, because my shoulder's so bad. I got a Compex machine. Yeah. So that, but you know what you do? It looks like you did push-ups or something like that. Yeah. All, it's like I'm just cheating myself. I was going to ask you, how the shoulders been? They always been bad, right? Uh, ever since that surgery. Yeah. Oh bad. man. Okay. But. Life goes on, my friend. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. 
Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.